Welcome to Third Floor Views, a production of Chesapeake Family Life, where we talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Laura Boycourt. Today, we're discussing homelessness in Anne Arundel County and what the Lighthouse, a homeless prevention center in Annapolis, is doing to help individuals and families get back on their feet. Joining us today are Heather Cassidy, Executive Director of the Lighthouse, and Corinne Sheridan with Friends of the Lighthouse, which works to raise funds for the Lighthouse. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I'd like to begin just to sort of set the scene regarding homelessness um, numbers, statistics within the city, the county, um, and the state, just to give uh, viewers and listeners sort of a, a basic awareness and understanding. And it is important to note, as we were talking about, Heather, that these numbers aren't necessarily always accurate, given that certain homeless individuals might not want to to identify as homeless. Is that correct? That's correct. So it is one of the hardest things um, for us to, to get hard numbers on. Um, the, the big reason for that, uh, I think, is, is the fear um, that of associating and, and identifying uh, yourself as homeless. Um, you know, there, there is a lot, there's a lot that comes with that. And, and being homeless um, and, and even thinking about, you know, being at risk of homeless, uh, homelessness, um, there's a lot of trauma associated with that mm -hmm. as well. So it's really hard to nail down some of our numbers, but we do know, um, we do know this year, I mean, even with Anne Arundel County schools, they're reporting over a thousand children that are homeless this year. So wow. it, it is a growing issue within our county. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So the data that I'd like to get into is from this year's Community Health Needs Assessment, which is, um, I'm sure both of you know, just for listeners, a report based on the findings by Anne Arundel County Hospitals, um, the County Health Department, the Mental Health Agency, and the Partnership for Children, Youth, and Families. And this specific report covered homelessness from 2018 to last year, 2021. And again, we're taking these with a grain of salt because um, they might not be completely accurate. But just to give a frame of reference, the report details uh, 656 individuals in 124 family units um, in 2018. And as of last year, those numbers are up to 871 individuals and 142 family units. Um, an increase of homeless seniors was reported. Homeless unaccompanied youths is up from 52 in 2018 to 82 in 2021. And just for a bit of additional perspective, the National Alliance to End Homelessness estimates that there are approximately 6,360 homeless people in the state of Maryland. So just with those numbers um, in the back of our minds, I was wondering, Heather, if you could tell us if you at the Lighthouse have seen an uptick in homeless individuals and families in recent years. I would imagine that that number you know, fluctuates seasonally with the economy, other things that I'm sure you'll you'll speak to, um, but have you noticed a market increase recently? So um, that is one of the things that we talk about a lot now. Um, we have seen quite an increase um, in the need for our services uh, here at Lighthouse. So um, we have seen a 40% increase um, and that 
especially not just um, within our shelter spaces. I know, um, you know, we talk about, you know, we're, we're emergency shelter, but, you know, we are so much more than that. Um, and we, we have our outreach center. We have our Safe Harbor Day Center, Safe Harbor Resource Center. And, and we do a lot of eviction prevention um, and we see a lot of folks coming to us now um, for, for help with eviction assistance, for landlord mediation, um, you know, really helping people stay in their homes. And that's gone quite up um, in, in recent years. Um, and, and that's definitely because of, because of COVID. Um, yeah. Right. That was, that was going to be a next question. Um, just, I guess we can attribute, you know, most of the increases you know, and even even across the board issues, you know, whether it's schools or just just lots of increases recent, recently, unfortunately, have been due to COVID and, um, you know, those years where, where things have been you know, quite difficult. And also, I believe a lack of affordable housing is, is in Annapolis anyhow, um, to your knowledge, is that one of the or a substantial cause at least? Yes, um, we, that is another thing that, you know, our mission focuses on is housing solutions and the lack of affordable housing in Annapolis city and and Anne Arundel County um, is, is a huge factor in, in someone experiencing homelessness. Um, You know, we talk about, you know, where we can place people. Um, You know, we, we have a limited number of spaces in our shelter and we're unable to house folks uh, in a timely manner because we are looking for affordable places um, to put folks. Um, You know, right now um, our case managers are finding that, you know, the average rent for one bedroom is about $1,600. Um, and so that's quite high when when most of our population earns less than um, forty eight thousand dollars a year per se, and and folks that are living in shelter are are earning less than twenty two thousand dollars a year. Okay. In addition to COVID and um, affordable housing or the lack thereof, are there any other main drivers of homelessness um, that that you can elaborate on? So I would definitely say uh, inequality that opportunity gap, um, lack of transportation, the cost of childcare, um, with the way that the market is right now, with with inflation, with the rents um, going up at least 13%, the cost of groceries, we often have we often serve folks that come through our doors and, and they have to choose between groceries and paying rent. So we have a pantry program, you know, we're able to help um, those that are food insecure. Um, but those are, are driving factors of, of why families are experiencing homelessness. Okay, thank you. So moving on, I'd like to transition into what exactly the lighthouse is and what it does. And as you mentioned before, I know that it's more than just a shelter. It, it really aims to support people in their efforts to become employed and independent. Um, in, in addition to that, um, emergency housing, I believe you have training programs, uh, sort of resources um, that they can avail themselves of, and then the bistro. So I was hoping you could yes. sort of break down for listeners and viewers what the lighthouse is. Sure, absolutely. So, um, well, we are a dynamic program, and we're more than just a shelter, as you say. We have 45 emergency shelter beds for singles, and we have four apartments upstairs for families in our in our third floor at our main facility on 10 Hudson Street. Um, this is where we also 
have our outreach programs, our community outreach programs through our Safe Harbor Resource Center. We provide pantry services, uh, hot lunch. Um, the day center is where our unsheltered community members can come and take um, showers, receive case management, definitely help with housing. Um, and of course, those that are at risk of homelessness can come to our outreach center and, and receive that landlord mediation and receive resources and, and you know, be connected with support out in the community. Because that, that too is, is, is what Lighthouse is about. It's, it's about support. It's not about, just about providing housing or helping to find employment um, or, you know, it, it's not about the four walls and the paycheck. It really is a lot about the support that we provide because this is our community. And we take that seriously here at Lighthouse. It's one of the things that I love about working here and working with our team. Um, you know, it's more than just a job. We're, we're really truly trying to help our neighbors out. And we have our workforce development programs and we're focused on our social enterprise the Lighthouse Bistro on 202 West Street. Um, and we're open for breakfast and lunch. And by just having a meal there, you are supporting the Lighthouse. You're supporting our neighbors at risk of homelessness. You are supporting our workforce development programs. Uh, it's really, truly a, a, a great program that we have here. Fantastic. And how long has the Bistro been open? The Bistro has been open since 2017, okay. um, and we are um, we now are able to open up our um, spaces in the evenings and weekends um, for private events. And Fantastic. yes, so especially coming into the holidays, a way to thank thank staff members, a way to thank your office. You can um, the packages are available on the Lighthouse Bistro website um, and you can certainly um, schedule an event or um, cater an event um, for um, and you're supporting the Lighthouse. Absolutely. A wonderful location and a wonderful cause. Um, so moving on to Friends of the Lighthouse. Um, Corinne, I understand that it exists to help financially support the Lighthouse through um, a handful of events and endeavors. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about those events. I know there are quite a few. And then if you can give us sort of a, a general understanding of, of the, you know, what kind of financial support has Friends been able to provide? Yeah, absolutely. So the Friends of the Lighthouse was started in 2002. And so we are coming on celebrating our 20th anniversary, mm -hmm. which is hard to believe. Um, but and the events have changed a little bit over time. But the reason we do them is number one, to raise funds. Number two, to raise advocacy. Thousands of people a year participate in these events by either attending them or volunteering at them. And over the years, people who see the good work that the Friends does and working with Lighthouse, because Heather is at every single event and her staff, um, we have gained new volunteers. We've gained new board members. So it's a big, bigger community uh, purpose. So the kinds of events we do, we start in the spring with an event we call Friends for Friends, which we started out with saying, this is ladies night. And we had not ever done this before. Last year was the first one. It was humongously successful. A few funny. men even came, but so we're <laughs> going to definitely continue to do that. Um, we have a golf tournament in the summer. We have a run that 
I've personally worked on now for probably six years, uh, which takes place in Quiet Waters Park in Annapolis. Last year, we had about 475 attendees, which wow. was a record for us. The park only lets us have 500. So we felt like we're, we're doing a good yeah. job there. We have in the fall, we start in October with Pumpkin Patch, where um, churches from the community volunteer. They do most of the volunteer work for that. It takes place at St. Ma- Martin's Church on the corner of Spa Road um, and uh, Forest Drive all month long. People come every year and we sell out our pumpkins every single year. Um, And then our biggest fundraiser of the year is our Bountiful Harvest. And that takes place also in the fall at a location in in Annapolis. Um, And so that's how we wrap up our year um, with those events. Our annual goal is to provide the lighthouse toward their annual operating budget at least 10% of their operating budget. So since um, 2010 through 2021, we have provided them the lighthouse with $1.9 million to support their efforts, but it is never enough. As Heather can well tell you, the budget increases, of course, it increases every year, more services are needed. And so that's why I say at least 10%. We try to grow it by doing the, you know, doing fundraising, doing the events, getting the advocacy out. We have what we call Circle of Friends, which is a group of very generous donors who have an annual commitment that they make to friends. And our goal for the Circle of Friends group alone is $100,000. Okay. Wonderful. have to, I have to just say how grateful that I am and that the team here at the Lighthouse is for the Friends of the Lighthouse. I just, we seriously couldn't do what we do without them and without the support of our community. Our, you know, when we talk about our, our increase, of course it is, it's always increasing. With that increase that we've seen over these past challenging years, um, our, our, our costs are up 30%. So with, with the way that the market is right now, um, individual donations, in-kind donations, the regular consumer is, is, is feeling the pinch. And so we need that support more than ever this year in order to continue to meet the need of, of our most vulnerable. And jumping onto that, onto that fact or that reality for those in Annapolis, in the county or in the state um, who want to help, who, you know, are able to sort of carve out, you know, that, that, that time, that money, um, that level of support, what are the sort of the most needed options um, to get involved either through the lighthouse or friends of the lighthouse? What if you could sort of snap your fingers and, and have, uh, you know, some sort of volunteer roles filled, um, you know, what, what might those be? What are the most immediate ways people can, can help? So um, I, I'll, I'll start with uh, we have, um, the Annapolis Town Center has generously donated space to the Lighthouse. Um, and we're using that as a donation station and an information center. And there's ways to volunteer within that space. And um, also there are um, urgent needs that we have and that everything's on our website. Um, and, and we keep that updated uh, really, really um, consistently. And we're 
constantly updating our needs list. So everybody can check out our website to see how they can donate, whether it's in kind or get involved by volunteering. The volunteer process and available opportunities are on our website and how to volunteer is on our website, um, www www.annapolislighthouse.org. Um, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, and of course, to get involved with Friends of the Lighthouse, uh, certainly, Corinne, I'll let you, let you speak to yeah, that. Yeah, our, um, our, same, our website is friendslhs.org. And on our website are all of the events and the contact information for Nikki Treby, who's our events coordinator, who is a rock star, her phone number and her email address are there. And there is, um, you know, you said if we could snap our fingers and have a, a, yep. a wish. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'd have to say that 10 more gigantic donors come out of the woodwork and hit that donate button, right? Let's just be honest. Yep. That's yep. what this is all about. We got to support the mission of the lighthouse. So that's number one. Number two is there's so many ways to get involved. And every one of our events needs a very dedicated group of volunteers. And that's on the website as well. Volunteer for an event, volunteer to come and help at the lighthouse. So, um, and we, we're trying very hard to spread the word. We're not just an Annapolis organization. This is, you know, a countywide organization, but it should be a national organization mm -hmm. and people that work with the lighthouse and know the lighthouse have friends all over. So we are really good at online marketing. So when we have an event, it's posted on every social media outlet you can imagine. And we do actually like for the run, for example, we have a lot of people who come from out of state to come and do the run. It's really awesome. So, you know, our mission is let's spread the word. Let's get volunteers let's get money from all over the place. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And I, I hope that viewers, listeners checking this out, you know, it, it's inspiring to see the sort of the supportive arm of friends, uh, the way it works with the lighthouse. And if this could be a model for, for other states, if they, you know, don't, if they have that gap that exists, you know, what a difference it could make, um, you know, across the country. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything else that, that either of you would like to add for listeners or viewers, um, just in terms of, of things they can do and things to keep in mind, especially as we go into this, you know, um, winter holiday season. I mean, I think that everybody should just check out what their local, you know, what their local community is doing um, in, in order to, to solve homelessness. This, this isn't an issue that's going away. This, this is an issue that's been it's growing, um, you know, with mental health issues and behavioral health and substance abuse disorder. Um, it's important to, you know, get involved in your local community because we can, we can do so much together, um, you know, together as a community. And, you know, and of course, um, you know, sometimes all it takes is, is just, you know, advocating and, and asking questions and, and getting to understand the issues um, better in order to advocate, you know, just like Corinne said, there's a lot of advocacy that the friends do for, for the lighthouse, for our community, because, 
you know, I, I hate to sound like an after school special, but it is, it is about the more, you know, yeah. and, and, and we can do so much together. And I think that's one very important thing to remember, especially after COVID and being isolated from one another so much, um, you know, it, it's, it's about the connections and the, the, the partnerships that we create, that we can change things. We can change the world. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and even, even just doing this again, I want to say thank you so much to you, Laura, for allowing us time on your podcast to talk about the lighthouse and highlight what we do at friends of the lighthouse and at the lighthouse bistro. Um, again, through COVID, we weren't able to make these connections. And so having this time to say, hey, we are re-engaging our community. We are open Mm -hmm. and we didn't go anywhere through COVID. We've been working through it and we've been helping our most vulnerable neighbors. And so, you know, having a chance to do this, I am so grateful. So it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm the one who's grateful. Absolutely. Um, Corinne, any parting words or did, did Heather cover most of it? (laughs) I can speak from my own experience before I started volunteering is just to tell people be bold and brave about volunteering. And because a lot of people think they want to volunteer. They don't think they have time. They may not have money and they might think, Oh, if I'm going to become involved, I'm going to have to donate money. And it is so not about that. It's about participating and just taking that leap to say, here's a great organization that needs volunteers. I've got an hour a week. I'm going to do that. And that's how I got started. And, you know, becomes your mission and your passion. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage people to just be bold and brave about volunteering. I love that, Corinne. That's wonderful. And it's true. And if if we all could set aside that hour or two a week, which we know we have, if we stop, you know, with the Netflix for a little bit, (laughs) um, you know, think of the 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 massive difference that it could make. So absolutely. Well, well, thank you both so much to Heather Cassidy and Corinne Sheridan for speaking with us about homelessness and how organizations like the Lighthouse and Friends of the Lighthouse and community at large uh, can make a difference. And thank you to all of our viewers and listeners as well. Make sure to visit ChesapeakeFamily.com for up-to-date local information on home, health, and living for today's Maryland parent. This episode will be archived on ChesapeakeFamily.com in video and podcast format. I'm Laura Boycourt with Chesapeake Family Life and Third Floor Views. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.